By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. It is BS.show. Yes, it's Friday, so I can play that kind of music. Welcome to February 3rd, the first Friday of February of 2023. Yes, there'll be uh, how many more to come? Three more? After today, 624, it is BS.show, and I am Brad minus BS, or I'm Brad minus the S this morning. Don't know what happened to Shelly. She called me at 3 o'clock this morning <laughs> to tell me we were off the air, which we were, and I go out to the transmitter side at 3.30, 3.30, quarter to 4 in the morning, and, you know, it's dark. <laughs> the moon was out a little bit, but uh, still dark at our transmitter site. And I forgot my flashlight. How bad is that? And I couldn't even find the uh, the uh, the lock to put the key in. Had turned my car around so I could point the headlights at the lock. Actually, two locks. One through the gate. One, actually, two gates. <laughs> it's a long story. <laughs> oh, why am I in this radio business? To get up at 3 o'clock in the morning to reset a modem at a transmitter site? I don't know if this is working out or not. Maybe I, I, I've done it for a couple years. Maybe I'll do something else. Maybe become an accountant or something like that. I may switch jobs. Let's try Shelly again. Shelly, try this. Where's 8835? Okay. Otherwise, this is going to be a real short show because you know what? My my I ain't doing it by myself. Nope, not doing it by myself, especially on Friday. There's another ring. Another ring. You know, it's one of those things where you start to say, I wonder if everything's okay. You have reached the voicemail of Shelly Barr. Don't know what to tell you. If you haven't heard this yet, uh, this is one of the big news stories you'll see on a lot of the, the TV stations, on your your phone, as far as your news thing, is this bizarre story with this, especially, I guess, essentially, a spy balloon. Hold on a minute. Somebody just texted me. Is that her? Uh, the real question is, what was she doing at 3 o'clock? Uh, to that one at all. I don't know what that means. Okay. Uh, bad dude again. And no, no, don't know the story. Okay. The, I'm reading text people are sending me. I shouldn't be doing that. I should be paying attention. Okay. There is a spy balloon that is supposedly hovering over Montana. And supposedly it's a Chinese spy balloon. Let me read you the first story. China has announced its government is looking into reports that a suspected Chinese spy balloon was discovered flying in U.S. airspace over Montana. Quote, this is from China. China is a responsible country and has always strictly abided by international laws, and China has no intention to violate the territory and airspace of any sovereign country, said Foreign Ministry spokesperson Mao Ning during a daily briefing on Friday. She also urged U.S. officials and Chinese authorities to proceed calmly and carefully, that's in quotes, amid the investigation. Quote, as for the balloons, as I've mentioned just now, we are looking into and verifying the situation and hope that both sides can handle this together calmly and carefully. Well, why do you stick in a balloon over our... our <laughs> and you know the bizarre part of this is, um, high up to balloon floats, I'm still trying to read how high it is because they say it's not in commercial airspace. And being a former helicopter pilot, we didn't really worry about too much about commercial airspace because we never got up that high. You know, you never got... Hold on a minute. Who's this? Hold on a minute. Hello? I told you to give me five minutes. When did you tell me that? I texted you. When? This morning. Uh, I just got up at like 
Well, you called me at three o'clock in the morning. How did you go back to sleep? Yes. What's the deal with that? I now, just can't sleep. Once you're up at three o'clock in the morning, can't you just stay up? I mean, couldn't we just start it? You should have just said, "Hey, Brad, as soon as you get the transmitter back on the air, let's just go on the air. Who cares if it's four o'clock, right?" <laughs> I could have, but I—I I mean, I was hesitant to even call you because it was like in the m- middle of the morning. You know, like how many times have I told you? I answer my phone 24-7, right? I, yes, you do. I answer my phone. Matter of fact, one morning, Ed Golterman called me at 4.30 in the morning. I answered the phone. Hi, Ed. How Did you doing? He? Yeah, he called me at like 4.30 in the morning. Because? I don't know. He's weird. You know, I mean, who knows? He called what, me. are you a bromance now? No. He, Thank you for having me on the air, Brad. He called to see if I was up. Am you I know? on the air, by the way? Yeah, you're on the air right now, so don't F-bomb me or anything like that. So you're on the air right now. <laughs> so is yeah. it true yeah you're on the air right now what do you mean oh brad think i make this chickens. up hey i answer the phone you know i mean once again i answer the phone remember one morning i answered the phone it was the fedex people wanting to know what my address was you know because they had the publisher's clearinghouse prize patrol uh check that they were sending me <laughs> I wish that were the case. So are you going to be on the I air know, this morning but- or am I done? Because like I said, you know, remember the ground rules. We started Brad, this whole thing. I said, I, am, yeah. I don't do this by myself. Remember that? I yes, don't do Brad, this by I- myself. Okay. Remember me saying Can that? You get- remember me saying, yes. I said, I don't do this by myself. Is that what you said? I said, I don't do this say, by myself. Say it one more time because I, I'm not sure I got it. I don't do this by myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I will be up there in like two minutes. Because I got bizarre stories to tell you. I got I got some, you know, I I had a bad night last night. You did well. <laughs> Why? I was with half my kids. Why? It's a long story. Uh, anyway, is everything okay? No, it's terrible. Oh, honey. Yeah, yeah. My I I I I've just, I've been diagnosed with a terrible disease. Oh, okay. I'm done with you. I'll be on in three. It's called Henway. Yeah, I got your Henway right here, buddy. <laughs> so, are you ever coming on the air or what? I mean, did we... I just? Do... Are you not using your listening skills? I will be up there in three. I'm sorry. When are you going to be? It was two, but when... then you kept on talking. Now it's going to be three. When are you going to be on the air in the three? I didn't hear quite hear you. <laughs> Bye, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Play a song. You'll be fine. Yeah, right. Play a song. I'll be fine. Okay, bye. Okay. You know what? I don't need her because you know what I got? I can do my own show with Shelly. Hold on. Let me. See. I'll do my own show with Shelly. Hey, Shelly, uh, what do you think about this new thing with Domino's where they're going to start you know, letting people pick up their pizzas at their mailbox? If you can pick it up, I'll let you continue. Oh, okay. Okay. Hey, Shelly, uh, what do you think about the deal with Hunter Biden now saying it is his laptop? If you can get it up. Okay. Um, and, and you know, also there's a big story about, about Joe Biden riding his bike. Uh, do you know anything about that? I would stop the bike and not put my feet down. Oh, okay. Uh, if someone was really mad and they said, hey, don't put your foot down, what would you say? And I learned to put my feet down. Oh, okay. What if uh, you said, if I said, hey, Shelly, uh, what's two plus two? What would you say? even sound like her <laughs> Shelly you know who Don Draper is on on Mad Men can you do your impression of Don Draper you're a non-believer why should we waste time on Kabuki wow that was good I would almost say that was John Hamm but that was pretty damn good I'm telling you I'm impressed 
Can you do can you do your your John Kennedy, your Senator John Kennedy impression? Congratulations, butthead. Oh my god, that was at, directed at me. Google may have to lay off up to 25 members of Congress. That's how bad it'll be. When you are really happy, what do you say? Woo-hoo. Okay. And what happens if somebody tries to come into your house? I'm going to lock the doors where you can't get out. Oh, they're in your house. <laughs> what are you? Who are you, Paul Pelosi? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that? It's <laughs> Uh, anyway, we were going back to the Chinese spy, uh, the spy balloon. Okay, now here's what's interesting: with all the crazy stuff now, with satellites and all this other kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> what does it say right here? <laughs> hey, Senator Kennedy, what do you think about the fruit stand down the road? I don't know. What to say. <laughs> and oh, here's the movie Up. Okay, the movie Up. Is Up is a 2009 American computer animated film produced by Pixar Animation and released by Walt Disney Pictures. The film was directed by Peter Doctor, co-directed by Bob Peterson, um, and produced by Jonas Rivera. Uh, Doctor and Peterson also wrote the film screenplay and story with Tom McCarthy, blah, 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 blah. The film centers on Carl Fredrickson, answer, an, el- an elderly widower who, who travels to South America with wilderness explorer Russell in order to fulfill a promise that he Carl made to his late wife, Ellie. Along the way, they meet a talking dog named Doug and encounter a giant bird named Kevin who is being hunted by the explorer Charles Muntz, who Carl had idolized in childhood. You know, I think that's one of those marijuana movies where you sort of, you know, you watch it and you just, whoa, man, is, is he talking to a, a dog? Is, he, is that a talking dog? Oh, I don't know, man. By the way, we talked about this the other day. Supposedly... Marijuana goes on sale to anybody at the dispensaries next week. I think the official day is either Monday or Tuesday. Although, now they're saying it could happen today. The marijuana people are essentially saying that the state could very easily grant some of the recreational use licenses and they could get the paperwork today. So there's a chance that Someplace at one of the, um, you know, what used to be the medicinal marijuana places, which are now going to turn into the anybody who could come in and buy marijuana places, they're going to start selling that today. So I don't know if you've heard this or not, but Taco Bell has decided they're going to put extra people on duty at all their stores tonight and early tomorrow morning because of the fact that they know if the marijuana places open up today, they're going to be super busy starting at like, you know, 9, 10 o'clock tonight into the wee hours of Saturday morning. So they'll have tons and tons and tons and tons of people show up. Hey, we're going to take a break because, once again, the rules are I don't do the show by myself. And even though Shelly said two minutes and it's now been five, uh, <laughs> we're going to take a break. I have no idea what break I'm on anymore. I'm totally confused. And we will be right back. It is 6.34. No, who shut him down? I think Shelly did. She's still not here. I have no idea what happened to her. Uh, she told me, hold on a minute. What is this? What is playing? <laughs> what a, what a crappy show this is so far. <laughs> and we're on crap. Okay. Uh, I have no idea where Shelly's at. She said she was going to be back. Now she's not here. Where is she? Hold on. Let's do this. Da, 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 da. I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll do this. And... sunshine is this really you it is 
man, you know what? I think I'm just going to give up, right? This show is off to a terrible start. And this is Friday. It's all your fault. Well, I can barely hear you, actually. That's because I'm feeling bad because the show sucks so far. They're used to it, Brad. Let's just move on. <laughs> I didn't mean that. Shelley, did I say that out loud? Did you look out the window? Did you see the Russian? Did you see the Chinese satellite out your window? No. It's not out your window. You didn't see it yet. I haven't looked out the window. Did I say satellite? I meant I meant balloon. It's a balloon. It's a Chinese balloon. Yeah. Have you heard? Where you been? You been sleeping? Yeah. <laughs> Supposedly, there's a Chinese spy balloon that's hovering over Montana. Oh, that's what that was about. Yes. Okay. Right, right. As a matter of fact, uh, hold on. Let me look at this. The smartest woman in the world says, she just said, an F-18 did a flyby. And F-18 just flew a fleet, a few a fleet, flew a, let me try that. An F-18, just a few fleet. I can't. I I'm Take done. I'm done. I'm it's just okay. I'm giving up. F eighteen just no, few feet from it ought to take care of it without touching. I you know why don't they just shoot it down? It's a balloon. Why not? Yeah, just but supposedly it's got some great big monstrous payload of equipment on. There's afraid it's going to come through somebody's ceiling or something like that. By the way, I mean oh. this. You know, <laughs> once again, this whole thing with with. The, the the confidential documents. This is getting out of control. I mean, they're 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 going here, they're going there. They're they're they they went to Mike Pence's house. What in Indianapolis yesterday, the day before? Uh, they went through. Did they find anything there? I don't. I mean, who knows? I mean, you know. And the crazy thing about this is that you know what's interesting about it is what's the name of this organization? The smartest woman will know. This is the one that just toasted, just roasted, just flamed. Trump, it's like the um, Archival Association of America. It's some government agency that's supposedly in charge of all these documents, all these different confidential documents and things like that. And they come out, when was this? In, I don't know, like a couple months ago and essentially say, all. first off, they came out and just roasted Trump about, this is horrible, he's got all these documents, we knew all along where these documents are, we know where every single one of these confidential documents are, we uh-huh. know we know everyone, we know where they're at. And then they come out with that, and then all of a sudden these these documents turn up in in in, in Biden's Corvette and turns up at his house, and, and then, you know, Pence has some at his house, and, and you know. Did they and, ever say what they were about? Well, who knows? I mean, they're confidential. I mean, if they're confidential. I don't know. But they're sitting in someone's garage, but like see, jamming in Joe's garage. Okay, here's seems the, to me like. Well, here's the interesting thing. Uh-huh. The interesting thing that supposedly some of these documents that they got at Biden's house are from when he was a senator. Now, keep in mind he was a senator up until because he was he was uh, he was uh, Obama's vice president, and he didn't get to be he didn't he wasn't inaugurated into until 2009 is it yes he got elected in 2008 and he got inaugurated in 2009 now what's interesting about this is and i've done some research on this that senators are not allowed to have confidential documents they can look at a possible deniability well they can look at a confidential document in what they call a skiff which is a special compartmental information something like it's a special room no you go in and you know, and then they like. I think they frisk you. They do a body cavity search, search on the oh, way they out. They do not. Yeah, they do. So. Oh, they don't. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. So anyway, 
So <laughs> how how did he? And, and the crazy thing about this is, like, okay, That's so funny. doesn't this sort of blow the whole case against Trump up? I mean, how can they? prosecute trump when uh you know with biden lago well no you know are are, are what they call the what the 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 car lago the not Car lago yeah, it's is mar-a-lago they call it the car lago with and you know what the interesting you know what the interesting part of this is you know what the connection to st louis is there's a connection in this whole crazy thing you know what the st louis connection is um i do not that corvette was made right here in st louis uh, the GM plant? Yes. They made the history of the Corvette. The Corvette has been made in three different places. One was Detroit. The very first 1953, I think like the first two or 300 1953 Corvettes were made in Detroit. And then they moved the production to St. Louis. And every single Corvette from 19, I don't know if they did any of the 53s, but I know from 54s all the way through 82, I believe it is. And the interesting little bit of history is there's a year missing in Corvettes. Do you know this story? I do not. There was. Let one. me guess. So they come out with like a half year car. Right. And. Um, no, they missed a whole year of Corvettes. They did? Yes, because is when. That one- well, when their they, computers were so bad, and they kept on no, no blowing up. No, when they moved the Corvette assembly plant from St. Louis down to Kentucky. They did the devil went. No, that's Georgia. Uh, they, they, boy, oh, you, 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 you are I'm sorry. Where they're drunk all the time and they're bourbon, bourbon. Boy, you are prime this morning. You are. I'm winding you up and let you go. I'm telling you. No, when they moved it down to Kentucky, they missed a model year. Just true story. Hold on, let me hold on. Somebody just texted me. Somebody probably knows this. They missed a year of Corvettes. Um, no, the smartest woman in the world says a doc is top secret or classified often until the event occurs. Uh, the president's itinerary is classified until the day of the itinerary. Tomorrow that classified doc is trash yet may still be marked classified. That's the whole goofy thing about this is. There's That's also, like a gray area that they're going to tap on right there, buddy. We need to talk to Sean Hayes about that because he knows all about the gray areas. Okay. I remember we had wow. a Wow. Well, no, he, he that's the name of his book, The Great Choice. He talks about that. You you stray into the gray area and, and things go bad for you. You okay. know, when I first met you, I told you that I was a black and white person, that I was I had no there are 256 shades of gray and I don't have one of them. So you're telling me that's changed? <laughs> okay. What? Um Yes, GM missed the 1983 model year. To this day, the only year without a Corvette is 1983. Uh, things were tough. That was when Tiffany was born. They yeah. did it because our no things were tough and emissions were high among the company. Uh, emotions were high. People had other things to worry about other than this car that missed the crusher. The story of the car and and and, and the the and only story of the there's supposedly one here. The fourth-generation Corvette, also known as the C4, lasted for 12 model years from 1984 to 1996. While the C4 Corvette mm-hmm. wouldn't go down in history as the fastest, most popular Corvette in history, it moved the Corvette forward from the old Radley C3 muscle car to a car that started to compete with offerings from Ferrari and Lamborghini like we see with the C8 Corvette today. Uh, C8 was slated for an early 80s debut. The car was eventually pushed for a 1983 model year, released with multiple pre-production cars. Uh, the 1983 Corvette was canceled. 61, 61 cars were produced. Get this. They made 61 1983 Corvettes. Of those 63 cars, all were crushed 
except for one 1983 Corvette. So they did make a night. Due to emissions, fuel economy regulations, and safety regulations being introduced in the mid-1970s, development of the C4 was hit with adversity that the designers at GM never had to overcome in the past. While the Corvette was being tweaked to meet these new regulations, the 83 model year was reaching its end, and it was too little too late for the 83 Corvette. The C4 would not make it to market for the 1983 model year. Even though only a few early production model 1983 Corvettes were even produced, they were ordered to be crushed. Wow, interesting. So then GM ordered uh, that all 19, all 1983 Corvettes be crushed. It was decided for convenience sake that all of the cars would be crushed in Bowling Green, Kentucky, where they were now produced. It's just bizarre. You know, I mean, how can you imagine? Do you really think that those people crushed those cars? Well, they had to. They had to have evidence of it. They, you know, see, I used to work. No, I used to work. You know, somebody took one of those cars. No, 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 no. Okay, I'll tell a story which is true. One of my friends used to work at the GM parts plant or the GM parts warehouse. It was right there in the corner of McDonald and Lindbergh. You know what I'm talking about? Right across, right across Uh the street from from Boeing, from McDonald at the time. Yeah, okay. I used to work there. Okay, right across the street. It was a big warehouse. It's still there to this day. I can't remember what's in it right now. Anyway, it used to be the General Motors parts warehouse. And one of my friend's fathers worked there. And one of his jobs was they had certain parts that if they weren't sold by a certain date, and the deal on that was that the car manufacturers, by federal law, have to support cars for 10 years. In other words, if you have a 1990 car, you're, you're supposedly, uh, you know, from the dealer, you're supposed to be able to buy parts for that car up until the year 2000. But when the year 2001 comes around, eh, they don't care anymore. So part of his job was they would take the parts that were like, and especially he'd do this all the time. They would take the parts that were like 11 years old. And a lot of times they were engines, brand new engines in crates. His job was to uncrate the engines and whack them with a sledgehammer to damage the engines to the point where they could not be used. And then they would load them into a truck, and they would sell them for scrap. But his job was to use a sledgehammer on these perfectly good engines that were in crates, but they were like 11-year-old engines, 11 or 12-year-old engines, and he would literally smash, you know, you know hit it in the side, break the, the uh, you know, the cylinder block or, you know, the engine block, smash the cylinder head, smash the 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 you know the intake manifold, all that kind of stuff, which essentially rendered the the engine useless because once you break the block, it's very hard to repair. Once you crack a cylinder head, especially if you by impact, you know, that's a lot of cars that have front end damage that have, you know, literally have damaged the engine as well too. That's how they total them because and nowadays especially because, you know, a lot of the cars, the engines are not that well protected like the old cars were. You know, the engines sort of stick out in front there's not much out there. You can run into something, bang, it cracks the block of the engine, you know, breaks the cylinder head, whatever, bang, car's total. Anyway, that's what his job was. And they would just trash the car, the trash the parts. Dirty job. Now, wh- why why would you do that? Exactly. I mean, why, wh- you know. I'm sitting there thinking, that's got to bother that man on some well, level. that's what he talked about. His dad, <laughs> I remember his dad talking about, yeah, well, the other day we had to smash up about 50 engines. And I would go, what? Oh, yeah. He'd tell the whole story. Yeah. we go there with sledgehammers. Him and a bunch of guys. They'd uncrate the engines. They'd whack them with sledgehammers. Then they would put them on the forklifts, and they had a like a steel recycling bin. You've seen these by – there's a company here in St. Louis called Grossman. Uh, you've probably seen this before. They have these big, big dumpsters that, like, you see, like, industrial places. Like, they 
dump the scrap and like let's say somebody's manufacturing something and all the little pieces of steel scrap they put, throw them in this dumpster and when the thing gets filled the company comes and drops a new one off it's a roll off you know, they pull the one off they drop a new one off they put the all, you know the one that's got all the, the the parts in it junk in it they take it down and they recycle the steel and you know anyway who knows okay uh things to talk about this morning do you have anything to talk about this morning let me process that, but I want to know what happened last night. I don't even want to talk about it right now. Is I, everyone okay? Well, I have come to the conclusion that I have been a terrible parent. Why? Uh, just, just what was said to me by two of my kids. World's worst parent. Here I am. It's me. World's worst parent. I'm sorry that that happened. Well, so am I. <laughs> Are you ready? See, I, I disagree. When, you know, would, no matter what kind of parent you were, you did the best you could. And I don't agree with that. I think I could have done better. I really do. Well, that's because you think you could do better in everything. Well, Brad. that's no, how you are. But, but that's the part. I mean, you, if, you know, like if you're really trying to be good at something, you review what you've done and you try to improve it. I mean, that's what yeah. that's what that's what companies do supposedly. You yeah. know, if they if they turn before out before the cancel culture. Right, maybe before the cancel culture. No, no, but the idea being is that car manufacturers, if you manufacture a car and you look at it very carefully and you go, oh, "Okay, look at this." Oh, you know, that's why to a certain extent you know, you get this among car guys, you never want to buy a brand new model of a car. You never want to buy the the first the first year model because I've always heard that, and that's very true. Well, actually. especially if it's something totally redesigned. Now, yep. I will I will take that that I I bought a 1997 Ford F one fifty, which was absolutely positively different from the. There was not one single part that carried over from the ninety six to the ninety seven. The ninety seven was a essentially fresh sheet, as they call it, totally new truck, totally new design, new engines, new everything. That truck I still have today has 382,000 miles on it, and it's got the original engine. The transmission went out once, rebuilt once, but uh, because they used to tow a lot of stuff with it. So you know, but once again, that sort of that sort of broke the mold. But I have another truck that is the same. It's a '99, and that one had a different engine in it. And when it came out in '97, it had all sorts of problems. One had a V8, one had a V6. The V6 had problems. And and if you got a 99, they fixed all the problems because, you know, what would happen was when the cars hit the dealerships, you know, they know what cars, what issues the dealers are having because they see this on the computer with all the reports. You know, like when they come into the, the, the dealerships for warranty repairs, the manufacturer says, oh, my God, we've got a problem with the water pump. You know, we've had all these different water pumps fail on these cars. They go back and they take a look at it. And they go, oh, yeah, here's the problem, right? Your man- manufacturing defect or it was designed wrong or stuff like that. That's why you don't, that's why you want to get a car that's got a couple years, you know, as far as in production is concerned. So like your car, what year is your car? And that's also with any electronic, actually. Right. It's also with Henways. And Framisters. <laughs> and Matas. <laughs> What's a Mata? <laughs> Nothing. What's the motto with you? Okay. Okay. Uh, Here we go. In one week, take a guess how many cars were stolen in the city of St. Louis in one week. 
Um, three hundred and ten. Boy, you're that. That would really be bad. One hundred forty-nine cars in one week. Oh, okay. St. Louis crime numbers in the city of St. Louis show a staggering amount of cars stolen in just last week. St. Louis. Were city- they other than Kias? St. Louis City Police reported 149 cars stolen in just the past week. Police told Fox 2 that the problem isn't confined to just one neighborhood, but rather it's happening all across the city. Lots of people who live in the city don't have garages, so you can have streets lined with cars parked outside. Areas like that can be prime targets for criminals. City police do have some advice on what you can do to try to keep your car from being targeted. Move out to the county or move to St. Charles <laughs> County. No. Did they really say that? No. It's a, that was you, wasn't it? That was me. They said it, they explained to park in a well-lit area, use a car club, you know, the club, and don't leave a car running unattended, like when it's warming up the cold morning. <laughs> remember, Charlie Dooley, who used to be, <laughs> I remember this, and I don't I don't mean to make fun of him, but I will make fun I of him. I know who Charlie Dooley is. Okay, Charlie Dooley, you knew him because you had dealings with him, right? Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay, Charlie Dooley was the county executive, and they had a problem, I can't remember how many years ago this was, eight, ten years ago, something like that. They had a problem with, in the winter, like it was now cold, people would go out, start their cars up, and idle them in the driveway until they got warm enough. Then they'd come out and jump in their car, and it was nice, toasty, warm. They'd drive to work, okay? So this happened quite a bit in the county. And this county police and Charlie Dooley came out and said, if we find your car idling in the driveway and there's nobody in it, we're going to give you a ticket. No, they're going to drive around if they see, you know, they see like the, the exhaust. The smoke coming out yeah, from the you know, exhaust. Yeah, right. The You know, because it's the winter time when your car first starts up, you get the, you know, you get the, you know, the, the, the white, the white smoke. It's not really smoke. It's like water vapor is what it is. Anyway, it's the it's stuff smoke. coming. It's the stuff coming out of the tailpipe. So guess whose car got stolen out of his driveway while it was idling? Charlie Dooley. Yes. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. You know, and it was uh-huh. a it was a county car. It wasn't his car. So what does he care? It wasn't his car. It was the county car. Eh, it's, I get another new one. They'll, they'll, I'll just go to the motor pool. They'll give me another one. You know, I like those new squad cars. Just let me drive around in a squad car. That way, if somebody ticks me off, I'll just turn my lights on and turn the siren on. Yeah, Charlie do, Dooley got his car. Do you stole. know what got him that job? Uh, I think I think it was uh, wasn't it uh, that uh, Buzz West. Westfall died, wasn't that the deal? Somebody no. died. Well, what got him his job? Um, do I want to know this? Does somebody have pictures? Pictures? Does he have? No does, pictures, does, no he have does he have pictures of somebody no. in compromising situation he, or something he like that? Kind of did a sting operation on the way that the cabs are run at the airport. That was you. Tra- I know. Shelley used to run a cab company at the airport. Honest to God, I've told it was, it was my father's. Well, my I told that. To, yeah, and and you and you you ran it into the ground and and crushed the business, right? No. <laughs> well, <laughs> when did the cab company close? Who was running it when it closed? You know what, Brad? <laughs> that wasn't the way. Well, I did have to close it. Yes, I did. Because I had Not an accountant. <laughs> and she had made a $10,000 mistake. Oh, my God. And I, which may not seem a lot to some people. Yeah. But to a, a company that's just reorganizing because what i did was i took the cabs from the airport and brought them out here to hold on hold on a minute i don't mean i got i got to take a break it's 659 55 i had to do this we'll pick this up after the top of the hour okay okay 659 have you heard about salt river automotive not only are we open for business and ready to serve you we are sponsors of the bs in the morning show on west Plex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon.